welcome back to episode two of my podcast. Also, last episode, I referred to this podcast as unnamed because it was unnamed, but I kind of liked the name, so it stuck with me. So, officially, I, Emma Rose Ealing, yes, you just heard my middle name, would like to welcome you back for episode two of Unnamed. Woo! Woo! That's what everyone should be clapping, you know? Okay, yeah? Producer, can we cut that shit out? (laughs) Just kidding, I don't have a producer. I am also very pleased to inform my very few listeners that we are going to be having some guests come on soon. Not this episode, but soon. In my guest lineup, I have my friend Lindsay. She has her own podcast called Is This Oversharing? I love it. You should go check it out. And then we also have my friend Maggie. You're going to love Maggie. She's thinking about making her own podcast. Don't know if she has yet when I'm recording this, but I will keep you guys updated. Okay, now for today's episode. This is pre-recorded, so I don't actually know when I'm going to upload this. Probably Friday, but when I'm filming this, it is Wednesday at 11.56 p.m. Boom. I have way too much energy right now. Just uploaded my first episode of The Unnamed, and I'm already filming my second one. Whew. I can feel the adrenaline. (sighs) Okay. Anyway, in today's episode, I am going to be talking about some of my obsessions, guilty pleasures, and obsessions that I should not have because they are borderline, um, how do you say it, psychotic. (laughs) So, I am mentally ill. If you didn't already know this, I am. I am depressed. I have a therapist. Her name is Mary. She's great. I love Mary. But I am not, mm, I'm not okay. You see, I have many, many um, obsessions, comfort characters, guilty pleasures even, that just prove that I am very mentally ill. Some of which are worse than others. Like, I have an obsession with Harry Potter. You know, that's normal. But let's get specific with it. Specifically, Fred Weasley. Why? I don't even know. He's a jokester. He has a twin. He's dead. Um, he's he's 6'3". He's really fucking hot. Um, mm, anyways, moving on. So in Harry Potter, we have my obsession with Fred Weasley. Then we also have my obsession with James Potter, who, you guessed it, is also very, very deceived. Just like me. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm not okay. But James Potter, not the James Potter in the movies, not that old guy with glasses. No, no, no. The fan cast Marauders era James Potter, portrayed by Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm. 
chef's kiss. And not only am I obsessed with James Potter, I am also obsessed with Ramus Lupin and Sirius Black. Except not only the Marauders era versions of them, but just like them in general. And we have my obsession with Ramus, and we also have my separate obsession with Sirius. But then, possibly the most mm, chaotic, I guess you could say, my most chaotic obsession of all is the combination of both those obsessions, aka Wolfstar. Mm. Wolfstar is something that I will believe in forever, and I will take my belief in Wolfstar to the fucking grave. I kid you not. It's real. I mean, it's real. They're both gay. Simple as that. And I didn't really have a Wolfstar obsession. I just had, you know, like a little interest. And then I read All the Young Dudes. And let, ooh, let me just tell you, that skyrocketed my Wolfstar obsession. And I literally spent so much time on Wattpad reading All the Young Dudes in like one sitting even though it like someone printed it out and the book like if they printed it like book wise it was like over a thousand pages and I was like I read this in like two days what the hell and just another reason why I'm very mentally ill but also all the young dudes mm. I was driving today I was driving home from the grocery store with my dad and my brother in the car, because I only had my permit, right, so my dad was in the front, and my older brother was in the back, just chilling, you know, and so there was, like, a Josh Groban Christmas song on, and my dad hates Josh Groban, I don't know why, he just hates that man with a burning passion, so my dad switches the radio, and it's, like, this, like, um, they used to be country, but now they're, it's like, um, an indie alternative rock. I don't know. It's a weird music station, but they usually play bangers. My dad turns it and a David Bowie song is just ending. And I'm like, oh, dang, I want to listen to that song. And you will never guess the song that comes on next. I hear all the young dudes carry the news and I fucking screamed I was driving I was behind the wheel of the moving car sure I was only going 35 miles per hour but I literally gripped the wheel and fucking screamed and my dad was like what the fuck and I was like nothing sorry just had a moment and my older brother was in the back seat laughing his ass off he's like what's wrong with this song and I was like nothing, I'm just emotionally attached to it, and he was like, okay, and if that, mm, if that doesn't tell you how obsessed with Wolfstar I am, I don't know what will, (sighs) also, I was watching Goblet of Fire and Order of the Phoenix the other night with my brother and my sister, My sister, for reference, is 10, and my brother is 21. So, you know, we're just watching, and I go, 
Harry definitely had a crush on Cedric, and my brother was like, pardon? And I was like, Harry has more sexual attention with Cedric than he does with movie Ginny. My brother was like, Harry's not gay, neither is Cedric. And I was like, um, pardon? Do you see the way they look at each other? Cedric was Harry's bi-awakening. And my brother was like, no, he wasn't. And I was like, if Cedric wasn't Harry's bi-awakening, then I'm fucking straight. And my brother was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm bi, by the way. (laughs) And that's how I came out to my brother. This was like less than a week ago. But then we were watching Order of the Phoenix. And you know, when Harry's walking in behind Tonks, you know, and everyone, like, it's just quiet, and you see Sirius, and then they zoom out, and you see his arm is, like, around Ramus, and I scream, and my brother was, like, his arm's behind the chair, not on Ramus, and I was, like, no, and my sister was, like, Wolfstar is real, and I'm, like, "Mm mm-hmm, raised her right, Mm mm-hmm, but she's, like, obsessed with Drary, like, sure, Drary's cool, but I'm, like, not obsessed with them. They'd be so toxic for each other that I just, like, too toxic. There's a good amount of toxicity in every relationship, but theirs would be, like, too toxic. I just don't think it would work. But, I mean, the sexual tension is there. It was just a whirlwind of emotions. And, you know, I was watching Order of the Phoenix, and, you know... They're in Dumbledore's office, and when they got woken up in the middle of the night, because Harry had his bad dream about Arthur, and the twins are in their robes, and I saw it, and I, like, <gasps> I swooned. I was like, oh, Lord have mercy, I'm about to <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to cut it off there. I'm not going to tell you about all of the unspeakable things that I would do to all of the Weasleys. Yes. This might be controversial, but even Percy, like, take away his personality, and he's kinda hot in the first movie, okay? I said it. Someone had to say it. But if you add his personality, I would need to be black out, literally passed out in a ditch for that man to touch me. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) What did she say? Um, anyways, moving on. So, I have explained to you my Harry Potter obsessions. Oh, that's not the only one. There's more. Yup. Yup. Perks of being mentally ill. Okay, so, now that you all know about my undying obsession with Harry Potter, I'm just, you know, gonna do a full 180 and tell you my recent obsession. Now, this obsession is not new for me because like Harry Potter, I had a phase of this. And the phase is Hunger Games. In fifth grade, I was so obsessed with the Hunger Games that for Halloween, I was Katniss Everdeen. And yes, I was a baddie. Yes, I cut, you know, side bangs and wore combat boots for like a year. And I was a fucking baddie, right? So, you know, like one does, that obsession died out. But then, I'm on Pinterest and TikTok, and I start seeing Finnick O'Dare edits, and I'm like, 
Ooh. And so all those feelings that I had for this sexy ass man just resurfaced. And now I am in love with Pinnacle Dare once again. And so, of course, with every obsession, I turned to Wattpad. And, you know, I'm reading some stories, you know, and it's, like, so cute. And then I get to the part where, like, they're in squad 451. If you guys know what I'm talking about, if you don't, well, now you do. They're, like, squad 451, right? Like, the star squad. And so everything's going good. Like, the female OC and Finnick are, like, happily in love, like, sometimes engaged, and then they're in the fucking tunnels, and this is where my anxiety starts to just skyrocket, right? Because everyone knows what happens in the tunnels in Mockingjay, right? So I'm just, you know, chilling, just vibing, to say the least, with the story, and, you know, falling deeper in love with Finnick O'Dare, because this man owns my heart, and I would let him do unspeakable things to me. You know, I already consent, right here, right now. He has my consent, always. But then, I get to the tunnel part, and it gives me anxiety, because I never know if they're gonna kill him off, or let him live. And so I'm just sitting there, and it'll be like, she reached her hand out for Finnick, and he grabbed her fingertips and then he got yanked back down into the water and I'm like bro they were so close and like so he either gets like yanked fucking back down into the water and then you know he dies and then I just have a breakdown and I throw my phone and just have to take a minute to collect myself but on top of that giving me anxiety there's also the times when he actually does grab onto someone's hand and he makes it up. And then I can breathe a little bit, right? Because after that, you know, everything's happy. There's an epilogue. They have kids. They are living happily back home in District 4, right? So those kinds make me very happy, even though it takes my anxiety a little bit to calm back down from the tunnel scene. You know, it's just way better to have a happy ending but I did read this one I forgot the name of it I think it was called like Nightingale or something I don't know but it was like she reached out to grab Finnick's hand and then like he died and of course kind of throws like the halo down and just like nightlock 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 and then <laughs> explosion right and then then they really led us to believe that he was just fucking dead and then, like, flash forward, they're, like, after all the rest of the stuff in Mockingjay happens, and blah, 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 there was, like, this whole story, and, like, an epilogue where, like, she was really fucking depressed, and then it was, like, alternate ending, and I was, like, pardon? So I read it, and it was, like, after, like, everything blew up, he still managed to survive, because Finnick O'Dare is a fucking baddie, and he survives, and he's just, like, in a hospital, like, I think a capital hospital, I'm not really sure, and he's, like, on the brink of life and death, but then his love brings him back, and then he lives, but that was an alternate ending, so, you know, that's, that's how the story ends in my mind, because he's my comfort character, well, one of my many ones, and he also just so happens to be dead, like, most of my other comfort characters, so, like, I kind of have, there's, like, a trend, to say the least, which is a bit, mm, 
problematic. <laughs> but anyways, Finna Go Dare just mm, just Sam Kaufman in general. Oh my god, that man! I love that man so much. Mm. Also, I have fucking by panic in Catching Fire. Anytime that Johanna Mason is on the screen, the fucking baddie from District 7, my bisexual ass starts panicking. Because I'm like, there's so many hot people on the screen. I don't know if I should be looking at Finnick or Joanna or Katniss or Peta. And then I'm just like, and I like just start having a seizure because of bi panic. And I experience bi panic a lot. I'll be watching a movie, like, I was watching, mm, this is one of my other obsessions, but we will get more into this later, so basically, I was watching Call Me By Your Name the other day, and of course, Elio and Oliver are endgame, right, even though Oliver's fucking engaged, we just, we don't acknowledge that, but so I'm watching Call Me By Your Name, and you know, Elio and Marzia are, you know, having a little bit of sexy time, and I start, like, having bi panic, I'm like, they are both really hot, like, threesome, (laughs) oh my god, I did not just say that, but I just, like, start having bi panic, and so, especially, like, in the Hunger Games, or Harry Potter, or anything, I just start panicking, because I'm like, there's so many hot people, (laughs) and I just, I do not know how to compose myself, Mm. But, like, of course, Finnick O'Dare still owns my heart. That's why he has a whole segment about how I am in love with this man. (sighs) Finnick O'Dare, ladies and gentlemen. Now, like I mentioned earlier, my obsession with Call Me By Your Name, which also branches off into my obsession with Timothy Chalamet, but, you know, We're just going to focus on Call Me By Your Name right now because I cannot get fired up about Timothy Chalamet just yet, you know. Oh, I need time to breathe. But anyways, I, in August, I was reading Call Me By Your Name. And I was on vacation at the time. I was in Florida, you know. So I was lounging by the pool, like, all day. I would just be reading Call Me By Your Name. And I am not a big reader. I used to be, but I'm not anymore. But that book, I could not put it down. I was obsessed with it. I fell in love with the characters, the setting, just mm, somewhere in northern Italy. Mm. I wish I was somewhere in northern Italy. And oh my gosh, yawn. Anyways, I wish I was somewhere in northern Italy in 1983. That would be pretty great. But anyways... So that's my obsession with this started, you know? And I was like, this is a good book. I love this book. It's one of my comfort books. And then, you know, I didn't really think much about it. I would occasionally, you know, see a Call Me By Your Name TikTok and be like, oh yeah, the peach scene. (laughs) Because there are, like, some things they don't mention in the movie that they do in the book. Like, the word billowy, you wouldn't understand it if you haven't read the book. But anyways, then, last week, I finally watched the movie. Because I wanted to watch it, but I could not find it on any pirated websites. And I was like, Mom, I'm buying a movie. And she was like, okay. So I just bought it on iTunes, you know, because I knew I was going to rewatch it. So 
I already knew the ending of Call Me By Your Name, but I'm watching the movie, and it just makes me fall even more in love. Like, Timothy Chalamet, Army Hammer, just, mm, perfect. And being able to visual, visually see how Timothy Chalamet kisses just skyrocketed my obsession with Timothy Chalamet. So I watched Call Me By Your Name once, one night, you know, just all the way through for the first time. I fell in love with this movie. And then the next night, you know, I'm just chilling and I got sad. So I was like, I'm gonna watch Call Me By Your Name. So I watch it two days in a row. And how many days in a row have I watched it? Not one, not two, not three, four. Four days in a row. While I am filming this, is right after I'm finished filming this, I am going to go rewatch Call Me By Your Name because I am obsessed with it. I, I just, mm, everything about that movie just gives me life. The setting, the cast, the music. Oh, to see with my eyes. Oh my gosh, it's just, mm, I, I don't know, it makes me want to run away to a different country, because, like, sometimes I'll be, like, laying in bed, I'm like, you know what, the U.S. isn't that bad of a place to live, there are people who have it way worse than I do, and then I, like, go online, and I'm, like, see things, it's, like, northern Italy, Greece, Paris, London, New York, and I'm just like, <laughs> and then I get such a strong urge to pack my shit up and just leave, just get a sugar daddy and flee the country, change my name, completely cut everyone off and just start a new life in a foreign country or at least a bigger city like New York. Mm. I also have a recent obsession with New York. I really want to go to NYU, but I am not smart enough for it, and I am not rich enough for it. I'm kind of broke, especially because I've not been working for mm, almost two months. I have not been getting paid for almost two months because the Unemployment Insurance Office of Michigan has not processed my request yet, and it's been over a month, which is kind of pissing me off, but you know what? It's okay. I understand that the Unemployment Office is working hard, or hardly working, mm, I guess we'll never know, but anyways, I want to flee the country so bad, but I know I can, because I have a life here, like, not an influential, or like, necessarily, like, overly important life here, but I just want to do so much better than I am now, like, I do not want to live in the fucking Midwest. I do not want to live in a small conservative town. I do not want to live in the United States. I mean, some people like it here, but I really don't. I just want to travel and explore and be able to experience culture. Like, I don't experience, like, any culture where I live. So, it's kind of upsetting. The only culture... I, um, am exposed to here are farming, um, weird shit in your front yard, like, not, like, actual shit, but, like, a kiddie pool, or a broken bike, or whatever, 
Um, having an obsession with guns, being Republican and conservative, that's the only kind of culture I'm exposed to here. So, you know, if I can't flee the country, I'm just going to go to New York and, you know, get a ratchet-ass apartment and just write and podcast and, I don't know, just be in New York. But ideally, I want to flee the country. I used to think Spain, but now I'm thinking France because I know a little bit of French. I'm in the process of learning it right now, and I'm not very good, but I'm taking um, a high school course of French next year. Um, But I've taught myself French from Duolingo, which I've been doing for almost a year, but obviously I'm not very good at it. So, like, je m'appelle Emma Ealing. Um, I really, like, I'm not, like, fluent in it, so I can't say, like, stuff off of the top of my head. But I definitely do know some French, but not enough. And I'm definitely not fluent. I need to think about stuff before I say it. Like, some people can just, like, so fluently, like, say it and speak French that I'm just, like, pardon? Like, I can comprehend it, like, from reading it or hearing it, but speaking it, I am just not very good. Especially because I have an American accent, which is very unfortunate and very upsetting to me. But, you know, it is what it is. And actually, branching off from my wanting to flee the country to France ties in another one of my obsessions. Timothy Chalamet. So let me tell you, this man, not only is he a great actor, not that much older than me, like less than 10 years older than me. Actually, he's only eight years older than me. So period. Not only is he an amazing actor, is the sexiest man alive, has such a cute personality and an attractive voice. This man has dual citizenship in the United States and France. So I'm thinking, if I can somehow manage to seduce this man who I am deeply in love with, then I get citizenship in France too. So it's like another bonus to Timothy Chalamet. You know, I just love him. And the SNL skit, mm, I just... mm. I need to take a minute. I should not be so attracted to this man where I see him literally dressed as a cowboy who definitely would vote Trump. That I'm like, oh my god, he's so hot. But like, when he, like, he's such, like, a good singer, too, when he's, like, sex, you're quiet on the farm tonight. I just, oh my god, I lose it. Like, my heart melts. And then when he's in rap around table, I am also equally as attracted to him as I am in Tiny Horse. Ooh, I don't know. I think it's the tattoos. Oh, I don't, mm. I'm mentally ill, so. And then with the, like, corona head thing on, mm, he just, so, I love this man with my whole entire heart, and I, I want to marry him, but I understand that he doesn't know who I am, which is fine. So I will just stay and admire him from afar. But if he ever dates another racist bitch who does blackface, 
it's on site. Just kidding. Well, it's on site for her, not for him. We stand Timothy Chalamet. He's mm. the fact that he learned Latin, guitar, and piano for his role of Elio in Call Me by Your Name just shows dedication. And if he can take that dedication from acting into a relationship, mm, chef's kiss. Like I, I just know he'll be the sweetest boyfriend ever and treat you right. And I just know he's the king of consent. Okay, no one can argue with me on this. Ooh, whoa, okay, we need to end this here. Well, end my little rant on Timothy Chalamet because otherwise it is gonna, I could speak for the, just about him for a whole podcast, but I am not gonna put you guys through that. So basically, if you cannot tell based on what I've said in this episode and in my last episode, I am mentally ill and have some very unhealthy obsessions, like an obsession with, you know, Harry Potter or the Hunger Games or Timothy Chalamet isn't necessarily unhealthy, but I just take it so far that it's unhealthy. Like right now, I am wearing, (laughs) I am wearing a sweatshirt that I got off of Redbubble, but it's not just any sweatshirt, you know, like, it's a hoodie, it's gray, you know, so you think it's normal, but then I turn around, and the back of my sweatshirt says Weasley with a number three under it, and if you don't know whose Gryffindor Quidditch number that is, it is Mr. Frederick Gideon Weasley, who I already talked about how obsessed and in love with I am, mm, especially in Golden Boy. Mm. Golden Boy got me feeling some type of way about this man, but also gives me by panic. Ooh, oh, God. BRB can't cover you read Golden Boy. Oh, my God. Stop. I can't. Okay. <sighs> Gotta calm down. anyways as you can see I have unhealthy obsessions and yes maybe I'm a little bit mentally ill but I don't really see an issue with this you know it's just a way of coping some people go to therapy which I also do some people have medication which I am also on some people just know how to deal with their shit but me no 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 I get incredibly attached to something and just put all of my happiness onto that and my happiness relies off of that and that's why after I'm done filming this I am going to you know get some potato chips and pull up call me by your name and watch it for the fifth night in a row while wearing my Fred Weasley sweatshirt and you know what you can tell my therapist about it and Actually, please don't tell her. (laughs) Mary, I'm sorry. I'm not using your techniques of coping. (laughs) Actually, I'm not sorry. I think my techniques or coping mechanisms are really good. You know, I think they're abnormal and psychologists wouldn't really approve of them. But I think I'm just ahead of the game in the field of psychology. Like, I'm taking psychology right now, so suck it. Just kidding, I totally respect all of the 
actual professionals in the field of psychology. Um, I just think they should really look at my ideas when it comes to coping mechanisms. Actually, they should not do that. I'm unwell. (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to my second episode of Unnamed. This is your host, Emma Ealing, signing off.